Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another entrepreneur interview with Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont, and I've been seeing things differently in the wealth field for well over 10 years now. Today, I'm joined by a, a guest, Carrie Green. Hi, Carrie. How are you today? Hey, Kevin. Great. It's a wonderful day. It is. Fantastic. We've been having some pretty crazy weather, and it looks like it's finally turning around. Yeah, that's springtime anywhere, it seems like. <laughs> right. Well, I was beginning to wonder if we were going to have that springtime. <laughs> yeah. But so, Carrie is an avid entrepreneur. He was a pastor for 20 years in theology with the, the church, and eventually he decided he wanted to go into business for himself uh, as an entrepreneur. But really, I can't give you the details on that, but Carrie certainly can. So, Carrie, would you mind sharing with our listeners today a little bit about where you started and how you got to where you did? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I grew up in the Panhandle area of Texas, very much a rural kind of a setting, small town, hardworking, blue-collar family. I just didn't really know going into high school and college what I was going to do. I uh, was offered a, a music scholarship, so I, I just took it and started a, a degree in what was called music business at the time. Yeah. And my best guess at the time was that I was going to do some studio recording and audio production and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, little did I know a different a different version of that would be on my horizon way down the road. But huge, huge portion of my life after getting out of college was in the ministries you mentioned. I was a pastor of small churches for 20 plus years. Mm. Uh, every, everything from a youth pastor to an associate pastor to a, a lead teaching pastor. Right. And really, really enjoyed that work and uh, yeah, really felt rewarding. called to it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Very rewarding. Also very challenging. And right. a lot of a lot of things that you get into with, with people, you know, life's messy and it's it's yeah. not uh, not something that, that we can always handle on our own. So it's always good to have some uh, pastoral or, or clergy type help to come alongside. It turned out, turned out after that, that 20 year period that we were just feeling, we being my wife and I, we were just feeling that that calling was kind of departing. It, it just wasn't, we didn't have the same passion for it. We used to, and it's definitely a realm where I feel your heart has to be in it yeah, yeah. in order to serve people well. And so I kind of arranged things so that the uh, elders in the church there could could kind of pick up where I left off. After about six months, we would transition out. And I really had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. But I, I definitely felt just from a sense of conscience, I couldn't just stay there and and bring in a paycheck just because I needed a paycheck. I needed to to let the church move on and, and I would do the same. And so in the, in the meantime, I had begun a podcast of my own about uh, marriage and family issues from a Christian perspective. And so I knew a little bit about the audio editing side of things and yeah. all of that. Yeah. And in, in making that transition away, I was kind of freelancing, helping a few people do some editing on their podcasts. Yeah. And one of those guys said to me, you should make a business out of this. And it was a, a real light bulb moment for me. Right. It took on a life of its own in the sense of, of seeing a way that I could add value to people in a real area of need mm. because I knew, I knew how painful it could be to edit your own podcast and put everything together and all the behind the scenes work. It, it really is a, an effort 
He certainly and, is. <laughs> I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. And most, most content creators or podcasters love getting the content created, right? but all the administrative stuff of putting it together and getting it out into the world is, is kind of a hassle. So we, we found a little niche there and started building a business and, you know, a few clients turned into 10 and 10 turned into 20. And now we're somewhere between 40 and 50 clients per month that we're dealing with on a regular basis, have a small team that, that helps me serve those clients and uh, have the greatest team. I love everybody who's on my, my staff and, and we work well together. It's just been a great joy. And so, you know, that's really where I am now along that path. I've done some other things on the internet, you know, uh, online courses, things like that, that bring in trickles of income here and there as well. So there's, there's all kinds of things that I could speak about in that realm, but uh, I'll leave it there for now. Right. So how long have you been doing the, the podcasting business now? Yeah, we started in 2013. So at this point, you know, we're looking at right around five years. That's pretty good. That's good growth then. Yeah, it's grown really well. Excellent. Now, talk with you earlier, you made a mention about starting businesses with, with little to no resources. Could you talk to our, our Well Tactic Rebels a little bit about the reality of, of building a business with little or no resources? Yeah, absolutely. I first of all would say I mean, it sounds almost like an impossibility that you can build something from nothing. And I guess it's not, it's not really true to say that you have nothing. You have your creativity, you have hustle, Mm -hmm. you have a scrappiness about you that you can apply to getting something off the ground. And that's really what I had to do. Right. We live in a day when the education that's available out there on the internet, especially is so valuable. Um, I learned business tactics. I learned even improving my audio editing skills. I learned writing skills. I learned graphic art to a degree, all from free resources that are on YouTube or or different channels that you can find. Mm -hmm. And so it can be done building a business from scratch, but it's not an easy road. Right. Right. A lot of hard work. You have to make trade-offs. I remember early on, there were many evenings where I would say goodnight to the family at nine, nine thirty, and I would go into my office and and just crank away for two or three hours at various things that I knew were going to build the business. Right. And it was it was a hard time with lots of low sleep nights and you know certain sacrifices that had to be made. But in my mind, it's part of paying the price of building something that you know in the future is going to bring back a reward. Yeah. And it's not it's not at all the microwave mentality that we we all seem to have that we want to do a little bit of work and get a lot of reward. Right. Um, it's not that. It just doesn't work that way. Right. And you just have to have confidence though that if you found a niche that is one you can truly serve well, mm. uh, your your work's going to pay off. And and there's a lot of nuances to how you go about doing that that I learned along the way, and I'm happy to share any details about any of that, that, that intrigues you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to talk a little bit about some of those nuances, that, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Well, one of the things is uh, I remembered back in the early days, reading and, and learning a lot from podcasts and different things that you needed to have a very clear offering for your business. In my case, a service business, you needed to be able to position it in a unique way within your market. And I understood the logic behind those things, but I didn't necessarily know how to go about doing it. And it really, for me, turned into just a trial and error sort of a thing. We would put things out there in a way that seemed smart, but then 
you know, the lack of response or, or even sometimes a pushback from clients or others would bring something to light that, oh, that's not the best way to say that, or that's not the best way to do that. And, right. and you just make changes as you go. I guess I would encourage anybody who's considering starting a business, don't feel like you've got to have everything nailed down at the beginning before you can pull the trigger and actually right, get true. going. Right. You right. get to iterate as you go along and you get to change. Yeah. And the internet can be very forgiving in that way, you know? Uh, so, so that's one of those nuances that I discovered right down to your branding and your logo and your, your messaging and all of that can modify and change over time. True. You just, you just keep getting better as you go on. And then the, you know, the whole team building aspect and that, that is still a challenge. It's always a challenge to find the right people who see the, the vision for the company the same way you do, who mm. have the same commitment to, to clients or customers the way that you do, who are, mm. are willing to, to work alongside you as you build a business. Sometimes not for as much pay as they could be getting elsewhere, but, but because they believe in what you're doing, they're ready to invest and come along for the long haul. And that's hard. It's all hard work and it takes uh, constant tweaking because you never really nail it down in a way that works hundred percent of the time. You've, you've always got to, got to be on the move and, and changing things as you go along. Right. Willing to change with whatever the trends are going on. And I imagine with podcasting that includes socially too, because podcasting is very socially based. Yeah, I feel definitely. Yeah, definitely. And there's there's ways uh, for podcasters in particular to expand their reach by kind of counterintuitively reaching out to others who podcast about the same things they do right. and building relationships. Because the way I've come to look at it and see is really true is that no matter what niche you're in, the pie is big enough for everybody to have an adequate source of listeners, clients, whatever it is you're trying to gain from your podcast. Right. And so helping each other build your audience by sharing your audiences with each other usually is a very good gameplay. Right. And it, it helps both of the shows to rise. Good point. Good point. So I guess kind of along those lines, could you maybe expand on why you feel at this time that podcasting is perhaps the greatest social medium? Yeah, I love podcasting for a number of reasons. I think, first of all, it's it's truly a unique medium in the sense that there's no gatekeeper to tell you you can't speak about whatever you want to speak about. Right. That also can be a curse because there are, I, I firmly believe there are messages going on in the world that aren't worth being put out into the world because they're filled with hate or they're filled with uh, discrimination or whatever. There's, there's right, just all right. kinds of things that could fall into that category. And so those who are doing it for the right reasons and doing it well, have got to be really good at it and get better as they go. And creating a podcast is is unique as well in the sense that it's a very intimate sort of a medium mm. where you get to spend, I mean, just say your average listener listens for 30 minutes per week and you publish a podcast every week. Mm. Well, you get to spend 30 minutes of very private time with that individual. I mean, because if you think about it, very few people listen to a podcast with others. True. It's usually a, a private practice they're doing alone with an earbud in their ear. And, and you as the podcaster are getting to speak directly to them. Yeah. And, and it's not just a random person. It's a person who has self-selected you right. True. as one of the resources that they want to speak into their life about that subject. And so that's a very privileged place. And that's a very powerful place as well. 
especially as your number of listeners begin to grow. I have one client, for example, who I, I mentioned to another client who, who was coming on board with us that this particular client has about 10,000 listeners per episode. And he publishes three, three episodes a week. So that's 30,000 downloads per week he's getting. And this, this client who was coming on uh, kind of in a snarky way, but making a really good point, he said, he said that's, that's not influence, that's brainwashing. And, and I get what he's saying, you know, you're having so much influence in the lives of those listeners that they really do become very devoted and very much advocates for the way that you see the world and the things you're teaching. So uh, not everybody has that level of success. It depends on your niche and the audience and the interest level. And, and his podcast honestly landed at a time in history when the subjects he was talking about were very popular. Right. And so that helped him get the ball rolling as well. But it's a it's an incredible medium that's that's I think is only going to grow. Yeah, I agree. I think it will. You know, it's interesting too. I, I talked to uh, someone recently who has a restaurant, and they felt that if it wasn't for social media and podcasting, they're not sure they could have survived. That just wow. it speaks to the the power of what social media does today. And the part that it plays in people's businesses. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about the way the average consumer goes about making purchasing decisions, hmm. they will usually do that online. Maybe they don't do the final purchase online, but they definitely are researching and finding out the details about the various options. They are, from the last stat I saw, they're doing 75 to 85% of their product information gathering without ever talking to a person at a company who mm. sells that product. Right. That is a huge change from that's what true. used to happen. You used to have to go to the company and talk to a salesman to get all the details. Now that's not the case. Right. And so social media plays into that in a huge way because people will go and get reviews from friends or ask for, for people's opinion about a company and things like that. Mm. And some of the stats show that those things factor in more as to whether someone buys a particular product or service than even the the features of the product itself. Wow. It's really amazing to recognize the power that social media can have if it's done right. Right. And I think podcasting goes along with that. You don't right. you don't want to be the guy who's on social media saying, Hey, I have a podcast. Listen to my podcast. Here's a new episode of my podcast. Have you heard my podcast? You know, that yeah. nobody really enjoys listening to that person. Right, right. You've got to go and you've got to add value and you've got to show interest in the people that are that are around in the community and then offer your podcast as a resource when it's appropriate good tips what you're talking about because your experiences in building business is that is the social media presence so would you say that someone who is looking to start business for themselves should leverage social media and or podcasting oh absolutely i think there's no there's no better way to quote unquote freely uh, get exposure for your business. It's not always the the just blast it out there thing and get more people to see it approach that works. You want to make sure that you're 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 finding the people who would be interested in your particular product or service. Mm. You know, you go to the go to the communities online where they hang out. You find out what they talk about, what they're interested in, how your product relates to those things. And you bring things up in subtle ways after you've built relationships and you, you start building that, that foundation of, of likability and trustworthiness so that when people 
come to the point they're ready to make a decision about purchasing something along the lines of what you provide, they've actually got somewhat of a relationship with you and they feel like they can trust you. Right. And uh, that, that's so valuable. And social media really is a great channel for doing that. Yeah. One other quick question for you. You made a mention earlier when you were talking about when you're getting going with the podcasting, how you would say goodnight to your family and, and then go do some work. So I'm assuming you have some pretty good experience with trying to balance a family life while trying to start a business. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit more about that? You know, what your experience is with that? Because it's, I think it's a question that might be in a lot of people's minds. You know, how am I going to have a life, my family, whatever else it is, while I'm trying to do a business? Yeah, I think that's one of the most important questions that you can ask because the thing that's going to last is not the money. It's not the success. It's your relationships. That's what's going to last and that's what's most important. And so you got to make sure you're not sacrificing those on the altar of a business success. I've heard too many stellar business successful people who have expressed regret about that issue. Um, And so, you know, I wouldn't want any of your listeners to be in that boat. So some of the things I've found helpful is number one, make sure that you're on the same page with your spouse about the business, you know, have conversations about the level of commitment required to make it happen. Uh, the degree of sacrifice that's going to take from both of you, uh, what it means for family time and things like that. And then having said that, at the same time, carving out the necessary time needed to ensure that you're doing what you can to keep those relationships healthy. So my, my wife and I, for example, after having all those conversations, decided, well, in light of the sacrifice that I'm going to have to make to build this business, for example, we need to have this amount of time every day to sit down and, and talk, to get on a heart level, to understand where each other's at, to to know what's going on, not only in the business, but in life. Yeah. So that everybody is is feeling cared for and loved and, and nurtured the way that they need to. And if you get too far into your business without having those kinds of conversations, somebody's going to start feeling neglected. Somebody's going to start feeling like they're not as high a priority as the business is. And that only adds added tension and stress to the whole process of trying to build a business. Yeah. And it's, it's not that the, the effect it's having on the business is the only motivation for doing that. We should want to do that just because it's the right thing to do sure. is, is care for the people in our lives. But the, the foundation of family is just so powerful. So you got to work that out with your spouse. What does that look like for us? And, and what do the kids need? And what, is, what does the spouse need? And, and how can you fit that in? It often will cause you to kind of extend your time frame on reaching certain business goals because you just don't have as much time to don't dedicate to it as you might like. Yeah. But it's it's for a very good reason you don't have time. It's because you're you're caring about the priorities that really matter. Yeah, it's true. What good is success with no one to share it with? Yeah. So, Carrie, been some good information so far. Could you give a couple other? A couple of value bombs, something in your experience for our listeners, something when they're starting out or maybe they just started and they're, they're already kind of rolling a little bit, something that they could either avoid and or maybe should really look to do. Yeah. Well, there's quite a few things that I learned as I began just the hard way. And I think the lesson from that is don't be afraid of learning the hard way. Don't be afraid of failing at things. Right. Um, right. Failure. Failure is a great teacher. It shows us things that don't work. 
and it helps us to refine our approach to whatever it is we're doing. So, you know, I put, I put AdSense or I think back in the day it was called AdSense. Now it's Google ads. You know, I put those on a website and tried to monetize a website that way. I created different video courses. I did all kinds of various things trying to create an income stream that would support my family. And some of them worked okay. Some of them didn't work at all. Mm. Others, you know, you, you realize, you know, 10 hours into it, I don't have the skill to pull this off, you know, but, but how else are you going to learn those things if you don't try? And, and all of those things I view as stepping stones toward the thing that is going to work. You just have to keep at it and keep trying and and keep pivoting and iterating and trying things. So, so don't let a fear of failure keep you from trying. Yeah, I'd agree with that statement. I think also uh, one of the things I've learned is to value people more than you value, value things. So that means people on your team, customers, vendors you deal with, suppliers. I mean, whatever area you're in, put your focus on the people, serve the people, love the people, care about the people. And the the things you're trying to build, one of those being your business, are going to take care of themselves if you're taking care of the people. And it doesn't mean you don't need to learn business principles and you don't have to apply good practices. Yeah. But you know, if you do all those things and you ignore the people, you're not going to have anybody to work with you and you're not going to have anybody to serve because nobody's going to like you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you've got to take care. Yeah. You've got to take care of those relationships. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah and having no one to work with could definitely be a problem. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You can't scale a business if you're the only one in it. True. Any other closing remarks you'd like to share with our Wealth Tactic Rebels? Well, I think the only thing I would say is just based on the name of your show, Wealth Tactic Rebels, true wealth is not the money. True wealth is the life that you leave behind and the legacy that you leave behind for your family. So I I think some of that can be financial, of course, but it's also in the quality of character you have, the things that your family experiences because you were around to share it with them. Mm. And so, you know, I've got a thing hanging right above my computer that my my kids gave me on my 50th birthday and it's one of the specialist, most special nights in my, my life was sitting in our family room with all my kids there. And my, my wife had arranged for all the kids to either write something or share something audibly with me uh, about the impact that had in their lives. And this thing that hangs above my monitor is a little plaque they gave me. And it says at the bottom, we're proud to be part of your legacy. Hmm. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, Kevin, that matters more to me than any business success. Um, I yeah. want them to know that I I was committed to them and committed to our our common faith as well, and and just to be a, a man of character. To me, that's wealth is having that in your in your back pocket. And so, the money's nice, but man, it won't buy that for you. Well put. That's a good uh, a good way to look at it. I agree with that. <laughs> There's definitely more to to life than wealth. As a matter of fact, someone recent interview we had was a guy was talking about businesses that, you know, people that entrepreneurs that go into business for themselves, if they go into it for a higher calling, tend to be more successful than people that go in just to make money. Yeah. It's a bigger impact in people's lives. You know, legacy and, and family and, and friends is that's that's the biggest thing right there. That's what we all work yeah. for. That's, we, we want a quality of life so that we can have a better time and a better relationship and provide for the people in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. What do we want to happen to them? That's that's where the the wealth tactics comes in. Yeah. Very good. So, Carrie, 
I love your your look and your take on entrepreneurship and podcasting and social media. You've been a great value for our listeners today, and I really appreciate your time here. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed the conversation very much. I have as well, and I'm sure our, our Wealth Tactic Rebels have. So, Wealth Tactic Rebels, today, if you go to our show notes page, wealthtacticrebels.com, you can download our free guide for the three key areas that you could be losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily. And uh, I'll also be putting Carrie's contact information on there, as well as if you were looking to doing podcasting, uh, his business, which is the podcast Fast Track. Uh, matter of fact, Carrie, do you want to say anything about what your podcast Fast Track can provide for people if, if that's something that they find would be a value for them? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity to do that. We're a full service podcasting company. So we do all the behind the scenes work from the audio editing to creating SEO optimized show notes to images, audiograms, I mean, all kinds of things we can provide. But one of the things that may be most helpful uh, to your listeners is a course that we've created. It's worth a lot more than we ask for it, but I'm trying to make it easy for people who have something good to say to actually start a podcast and say it. Right. So it's called How to Podcast Step-by-Step, and it's a $99 course. Um, if your listeners will mention that they heard about it on this episode, I will give them a free copy of the course. Um, if they want to email me, my name is Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y, at podcastfasttrack.com. So if they mention they heard about it on your show, I'll give them that course for free. Wow, that's great. Thank you so much for that. That's very nice of you. Yeah, absolutely. So there you are, Podcast Fast Track. Let Carrie know and he will, you know, you heard about it here on Wealth Tactic Rebels. He'll give you a free copy of his podcast course. That's an immense value right there. I'll tell you, because having done research myself and to learn how to do podcasting, <laughs> it's invaluable information. So again, thank you, Carrie. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thank you, Wealth Tech Rebels, for joining us. And have a fantastic day. Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. Information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.